What's going on, guys, and welcome back to the Going Together podcast. My name is Kaylin. I'm Kyra. And we're here to walk with you through life, faith, relationships, and money. This is a back-to-back episode, y'all. This is our first back-to-backer. And is it our first? I think it is. The first back-to-backer because, and, and it's actually at the worst time because I'm sick. And it's 11 p.m. So it's like, it's late. My voice is already kind of gone. It's 11 and we got to travel tomorrow. But honestly. Which is the reason we're doing it. Oh, I just got the chills. It's better that we do it now, I think. Why? Because tomorrow we have to pack. Like, we just have stuff to do. Yeah. And I don't really want to worry about doing this. But it's cool because I really liked last episode. Like, I didn't think it was going to go in that direction. But we basically just spent some time reflecting on what our life's been like as influencers, accidental influencers. And accidental towards the end i truly i i don't know if you're an accidental influencer what do you mean because you did influencing you did like youtube for a long time before but that's what makes me an accidental influencer because when i initially got into doing youtube there wasn't a such thing as an influencer oh true okay like and i wasn't doing it because i wanted to be a big youtuber like i was sharing my passion in the things that i was like into yeah and uh that was my way of contributing to a community that was on there and if that doesn't make sense, like I started doing gaming uh, when I was 10 and 10 or 11 in the seventh grade, sixth, seventh grade. And I wasn't doing it because there was there was no money to even be made. There wasn't even that many people watching any of those videos, but it was where we all congregated to share all of our interests. I stopped doing it because it was a bad thing at that time. And it was embarrassing. And my friend told everybody at the junior high and I didn't do it throughout high school. And then we came back to doing it, not to be influencers. It was just to document. And no, then I literally got that. tricked into this. I remember the first vlog that we did at CSUB that you and Chloe were in. <laughs> but yeah, towards the end of that podcast episode, though, we started talking more about what our long-term plans are. And I, I baited you into it. Yeah, you're tr- you, you know? keep trying to. And when I did, I filmed a Q&A today from questions on my Instagram and I'm getting the same questions of like, everybody wants in. Everybody wants the deets. What, the what, are, the, what are the deets questions? How are they of like, raised? What are you going to school for? What are, you, what are your long-term plans? I know Kaylin talked about his career plans on his, inst- on his YouTube video, but what are yours? Yeah, because I, I tried to bait you into it because on my channel, I've, uh, <laughs> I made a video called my five-year goals and then i uploaded a video last week called i I named it like my long-term career planning but really it was just my plan to reach my five-year goals um i just i don't know the way i'm running my channel isn't i'm not running it in a way where i'm trying to grow it i'm literally running it like a iphone camera roll yeah it's a camera roll like i'm just throwing (coughs) like the audio's trash um but like i told you quit using that mic but you can hear and like i'm not it's not even monetized did you know that no that channel does not make oh, money yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I did. Yeah, it's not monetized so i'm literally it i didn't think You're like a like a newbie YouTuber. you know like i didn't think that something could feel so good again that got as bad as it did with like how i would feel about money and how i would look at uh, the algorithm and views and real-time views and oh it feels like how YouTube felt in 2011 because it's unmonetized. There's no one watching, but like people who want to. And it's just like, why would you want to watch something that is my iPhone camera roll? But that's how I know 
you my people. <laughs> so it's just, it's awesome. I, I may not ever monetize that channel. Even when it's Let's able keep to. Keep it innocent. Yeah, because, fam, I don't need to make no more AdSense money. Yeah, real estate agent, pilot. I don't want to do another YouTuber, brand deal. podcaster, on author. You're yeah. fine. <laughs> I'm about to, let me add clergy to that. <laughs> let me go ahead and add athlete or something to it. But yeah, so since I uploaded that video, I've been trying to pressure Kyra. Not pressure, that's a bad word. I've been trying to like nudge her to like let me in on her greatness. My greatness? Or, or her plight to it. Well, obviously, I'm in school. I'm in school for biblical counseling. I don't know. Oh, whoa, you just came. Say it. Oh, did we not? I couldn't remember if we said what we. We told him we went to the Bible for. school, right? Um, yeah, so I'm going back to. I went back to school for biblical counseling. Babe, do you want to share this right now? I already did on my for my channel. I didn't know what we had. I didn't remember. Oh, okay. I, I haven't posted the video yet. Um, so. Okay. Yeah, and this, this will be going up in a few weeks. A couple weeks. So I, I have some time to prep. Um, okay. Thanks. And well, initially I didn't want to announce because I don't, didn't want the pressure of everybody knowing that like I'm back in school and how's it going in case I wanted to drop out again because it actually isn't for me. I have no problem dropping out, but I don't feel like everybody needs to be in every ounce of my business. Mm -hmm. So maybe it might once, be cool if you never even let them know what you're doing. No, I think it's, you want I think to? it's nice. Yeah. Um, I think it's nice. <laughs> um, so I lost my train of thought since you said that. You're in school for um, biblical counseling. Yes, I'm in school for biblical counseling. And it's it's really, I mean, I really am like surprisingly enjoying it so much. Mm. And I find it to be very, it's difficult, but I think it's the good kind of difficult, the difficult that like stretches me. And I think that's just a good feeling. Like, you know, when, I mean, of course, you know, you just like got your real estate license and you're making big moves too, but it feels good to do something that's difficult and to be tested at it, but to like be doing well in it. And for mm. people to be like, wow, you seem so knowledgeable in this. Yes. Like, Tell me more. Like, it's just, it's so, you just don't get that um, anywhere else. Well, I mean, I guess in like regular college, but you know, I'm a dropout. So you're not though. We can't even say that not anymore. anymore. I'm not a dropout anymore. And so I knew that I always wanted to go back to school. And there were times where I was like, oh my gosh, I just have to go back for something because it's getting embarrassing at this point. Like we always told everybody on YouTube. Embarrassing? Like we always told everybody on YouTube, like we're going to go back. We're going to go back. And people would be like, when are you going back? And we did not and mention like, that for a minute though. Okay. But people would still bring it up. Mm, yes i think that we out achieved no but people being embarrassed about dropping no, out of college i wasn't like embarrassed to the youtube audience i was more so embarrassed to like my own self of like okay got you don't isn't it time to go back like you've already been it's been a year two years three years four years now you're having kids girl you ain't ever going back that's what they say when you have kids you're not going back to school um and then Actually, in 2020, Kaylin was like, oh, I think I want to go to school. I don't know if you said biblical counseling. I'm going to tell my business. <laughs> yeah, so just tell your business. Are you serious? Yeah. Well, anyway, it was Kaylin's idea initially to go back to school. And I was like, <coughs> no way. <coughs> and I was like, no way. I'm not going back to school. I'm not ready yet. And then. I'm trolling, by the way. Oh, I think they know. Okay. Oh, and then ahead. in 2021, I was like. Hey, remember when you brought that up? Yeah, actually, I think I'm going to go back to school for that. And initially, I think you were kind of against it. What are you talking about? Yeah. Actually, like literally, what are you talking about? Yeah, you were. You, you, you told me that 
you're going to go back to school? Yeah. I was like, remember when you brought up like counseling and going to school for therapy or something like that? Um, and I said, I think I want to go back to school for that. And then you were like, how are you going to make money? Oh, that? yeah, 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 yeah. Remember that conversation? Okay. So we had a conversation in 2020 where we're trying to, 2021 or 2020 for us, 2019 and 2020 for us were very big years because we knew that we were writing a book and we knew honestly that the book is good and we really enjoyed the process and it just took a lot out of us, but it was one of the most, um, one of the things that we've like the most, I've been, I'm the most proud of that. Yeah. Like that survives me. That is everywhere. That is awesome. Like it just, it finally felt like I was doing something. We were doing something that was just worth it. And it challenged us in all the ways, but it was a memoir. And I'm like, wait, I want to write books about expertise in something. Like I want to write books like Atomic Habits. I want to write books like Living by the Book. I want to write books that are like, you know, that was just for my generation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But you can't just poop those books out. You have to be educated in them. So I was like, okay, how do I get educated in something? And have the credential that would get give me the validation of my audience or give me the confidence to know that I'm not a fraud who's writing this book. Okay. Well, I'm going to need to read a lot, but I'm also, or, and, or go to school because when you go to school, they force you to read a lot typically, <laughs> which is uh, I'm still kind of up in the air because you could do more studying outside of school, more specific intentional studying on something outside i digress that led us in 2019 to 2020 to really start questioning okay where do we want our career to be not thinking like an influencer in terms of three years one year two years we're talking about what do i want to do for the next 40 years what can i do what can i start today where i can have a strong foundation and even if i become irrelevant in the pursuit of this i can build on top of this for the next 40 years thinking long-term. I was reading a study today that was talking about the average CEO only nowadays only thinks nine months in advance. But like there are other countries, China, Japan, where they think 50-year plans. They think 100-year, 200-year plans. They think about the generations that come after them. And now that we have kids and now that we have businesses and assets so that they can inherit, it's like, what can I do to set up my kids? What type of person do I need to be? So again, I stopped thinking about going back to school after we out earned our lifetime of wages. What that would have been had we graduated and got a regular job. That makes sense. So if I wanted to be an accountant or a lawyer that was going to make a hundred, two hundred thousand dollars a year times 40, after you make that amount, it's like, well, shoot. Even if I don't have the validation from other people about being a college graduate, or a lawyer or whatever. Why would I go do that thing now if I've already made more than I was going to make doing that thing? So that's how I thought about it. It's like, well, school, but that book, that book gave us purpose and it got us starting to think, okay, now that I've gotten the money thing down and I've gotten that out of my system, now I can start thinking about purpose and what I can contribute to this world and how I can serve people. And that's where school came back up 
And we wrote the book. We had to. We wrote the first manuscript. We had to rewrite the second one. We have to get all. It was just so and much. We worked surprisingly well on the book. Yeah, yeah. Like it, we, I was like, oh. we could definitely do it again. Yeah. But I think it was just it was just so much that we weren't able to go back to school in 2019 or 2020. And then in 2021, obviously our book came out. We had to do a lot in the first half of the year, and the latter half is when we applied. But I think that's probably why you had brought it up in 2021 because it's like, okay, now that I'm coming up for air, that thing that we had talked about, I'm about to do that. Yeah. And I was just like, film, don't do it. (laughs) Because I I spent a lot of time, like, I spent a lot of time on Reddit, like, looking at what a day in the life of a therapist actually looks like. Oh, you got to tell them what we were going to do, by the way. Um. I can't really remember, but I do remember our initial thought was like we were going to be family counselors like together. We were going to go and be, we were both going to go to school um, and become licensed marriage and family therapists. Right. Which led us down what therapy actually is. And it made us understand that we're more on the lines of biblical counseling more than Peridian therapy. Mm-hmm. Not to say that there's not good things that go on clinically with therapy, but be, even being a Christian therapist, I mean, we could we could have done that, but the amount of clinical hours that you need to get, it's just... And it then there are to, regulations around it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, I, I I hold the degree with an open hand of, I know that this degree and even before I get the degree, even if I choose to drop out because I need to take a break or whatever. Um, even the classes I'm taking right now are aiding me in discussions I'm having in videos I'm filming for my channel. We didn't finish the thought though, by the way, okay. we were going to go to school for that. And we were kind of trying to do that together because we had Kaylin and Kyra going together. We had just co-written this book. We didn't know how it was going to perform, how it was going to be received. So we were trying to create a brand and a launch pad for a potential career and then document the process of us going to school and doing this thing and then having this podcast, which is where Growing Together comes from. The book was essentially the death of family vlogs. Yes. And then the podcast was the beginning of what we wanted to do in the future, which is provide an intervention space, a safe space uh, for conversations and to help families and marriages and young couples through hard times um, and how to reason about these things. So that's where this podcast comes from. That's why it's this way. That's why it's an open conversation. But now I say you should jump in. (laughs) So, um, there was just a lot of pressure. I want to say pressure just because I could tell that the vlogs, as far as our passion for doing it was really dwindling. I don't know if it's just because of the pandemic and living in a new state, like you would think living in a new state would be super exciting and like a oh, fresh new vlog content. But honestly, it, I felt more and more the pressure to just like pressure on myself of like, I kind of just want to live life. Like I don't want to pick up the camera. It was even harder to me um, in the years of the pandemic and the like following year 2021 to want to pick up a camera or be on camera or to like vlog what we were doing our first year in Texas. Um, so I kind of just tabled the whole thing. My thing is 
Kaylin will have ideas or I'll have ideas and I'll table it for like six months. Like I, I won't bring it up because I don't want to make like rash decisions and be like, oh, I'm just going to go back to school because I think it's time and like I have to because now we're not vlogging and I just need something to fill my time. Um, and I knew I didn't want to go to school until I knew it was something that I would want to go to school for. I didn't want to be in class and be like, this is that so like you. Yes. Like I personally not because, oh, it's a good business decision. Oh, because Kaylin thinks it's a good idea. Like I was like, okay, Kyra, you have to, because I'm doing it and we're Kaylin and Kyra, which is like the hardest thing because Kaylin, all he does, I feel like is have good ideas. So I'm always like, wait, what you're saying? I could literally envision it, but is that for me? Like, should I actually do it? A lot of the times? No, this was actually your idea first to be fair. Was it really? Yeah. Really? What yeah. I just remembered when you, we were going through a lot of that stuff with your mom, um, we had just randomly had a conversation about like, oh, if you go back to school for anything, what would it be? And I was like, still thinking like, oh, I'll go back for like accounting or something in business. And I just remember you switching because I was expecting you to say like, oh yeah, I could be like a teacher. But then you said like, I think that I would want to be like a therapist or something. Did I really say that? Yeah. And I, I remember, remember feeling and like kind of reading between the lines that the reason Cause you know, like some people will say like, like one of my friends, uh, she just graduated from USC. Um, and she said that as her grandpa was dying in the hospital, some type of like nurse had came in and like assisted. And she looked at that nurse and it inspired her to want to do that because her grandpa and seeing how he was being helped by her. I think with you and your mom, the situation that happened, albeit it was terrible, public, all that stuff. I think the silver lining, one of the silver linings from it is, I think that it gave you purpose for like wanting to understand how that happens and how you can help people that are in situations like that instead of just disregard them or discard them. And that's what I had read into it at that moment. And that is what put in my head like, oh, that's good. Because I went through that with you. Obviously it affected you way more it's your literal mom but i'm like hmm one of the biggest contributions that we've made on youtube as influencers really? has been counseling people through family drama i got a message about it today that's crazy that's crazy so it's like was that all in vain or was that like romans 28 at work because we found so much purpose we was flying blind for a while so yeah. much of like who I am today is because of what I went through. Mm-hmm. And it was your idea. Those years ago. So, wow, I wish I remember that conversation, but I do not. Um, so anyway, yeah, I ended up enrolling and I literally was so afraid I was going to get <laughs> rejected. I was. <laughs> she was acting like she was a bad student. And okay, that's actually the scariest part because at the time I was so dependent on my parents for everything that I actually had convinced myself that I was more dumb than I actually was. Like I believed for whatever reason, I believed I was getting like 2.5 GPA in high school. Obviously when you apply to college, you have to send in your transcripts and all of that. I was looking and I was like 3.2 GPA, 3.5 GPA. I was like, oh, wait, I actually was a good student. Even my senior year. Oh, wait, year? I actually was smart. Wait, why did I believe for so long that I was like so dumb? Even my senior year, 
I remember you acting like this. And I remember so your grades. And I'm like, this girl can get into any school she applies to. But you just didn't apply anywhere. You literally didn't. Yeah. I think I was like afraid of the rejection or something. I, no. I think. Yeah. If I remember say, correctly, that's what we're going to go. <laughs> I remember you were afraid to leave. Yeah, that too. Like you just didn't want to leave your parents. Like you, not afraid even. It was more like, why would I leave my parents? Like it's yeah. free here. You know, like my dad's going to pay for my school here. Like why would I leave? Yeah. But I was like, really? fam, you could go to like San Diego. You can go to UCLA. You and can that go And that was anywhere. like my dream was like my dream still is to one day live on the beach. Like that's. Not- you better be careful with these dreams. Our dreams becoming true. Here. Um. Oh, I think if I if I live long enough, I will for sure live on the beach one day. We will. We will live on the beach. Babe, how are you going to get us to the beach? You're going to go to school. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to be super smart. <laughs> I've been super smart. I just didn't know until now. Um, and yeah, I just, I want to use the degree to aid me in what we're already doing. That's what, I've been so proud of you. Really? Yeah. This this past week is what really, because I, I had a thought that like, oh, I think I'm kind of proud of her. This past week, <laughs> yeah, this past week has made me way more proud because sometimes it's hard to see like what you're doing when you're in it. And we took that class, the first class together and we're like on the same mission. But then I had my quarter life crisis and I, and I thought, as you Man, do, I, I'm spending a lot of time doing this. Is this really what I want to do? Or is this something that I thought would be a good idea based off of what I wanted? Like based off of a plan that I had created. Yeah. And it's a little, it's a little bit of both because like, I still want to do, I'm not going to go to school for biblical counseling, but I still would do like a biblical studies or a um, like a theology type degree, but it would be after everything else that I want to do. Now that doesn't mean that just because I get a degree in biblical studies or theology that I'm going to be any smarter than I'm going to be reading all these books anyway. Like Kyra's going to buy the books. I'm under. <laughs> Kyra, was that a good book? Okay, cool. I'm gonna read it because um, that that has to take precedence over anything it's just i don't think that it would be the best decision for me as the like primary focus focuser of providing in our family to go to i can't even go to seminary now because i don't have an undergraduate degree but to just focus on that like i'm focusing on like what my gifts are and building even marketplace ministries so since I was in it with you, I couldn't see like my wife is working hard at school, doing the reading, passing the assignments and getting great grades in college with online school with two kids, 1500 miles away from family. Like I was like, Oh, but this past week I'm like my wife, I saw her read five books (laughs) For fun. For fun. <laughs> a whole book of Genesis. A whole nother book. Do a whole worksheet for class. Hop in. Be a part of the discussion. Listen to the lectures. Do the podcast. Do her channel. Do two or three brand deals. Meet with some friends. I'm like, go go to church. Be an awesome life. Be awesome life. Cook. <laughs> Cook. Did I cook? You did cook. Oh, I you did cooked cook. like 
three or five times. Still, I, still I, be there for me. I am exhausted. Watch the Kardashians. Still keep our Instagram story consistent. Stop. <laughs> and I'm like, holy moly. Like. It can't be sustainable. It can. I'm terrified. It can. And I'm like, it drove me because while you were doing that, I'm like, well, shoot, if she going to do that, I'm going to do what I'm going to do. And we both, like at the end of that week, we were just, I, I feel like it was just like, like, I see though how people who work apart have to really be intentional about like when you're off work, being intentional with your family, being intentional mm-hmm. with yourself, because that time will fly by and you literally will be like, we haven't spoken to each other all day. Yeah. I didn't get to say why I was proud though. Okay. What I was really proud is it's again with us, y'all, it's more than just going to school and the credential. I see you applying what you're learning. Cause this ain't free. We don't get financial aid. Are you saying I'm smart? I'm saying I see you getting like smart. Is that, is that like a condescending thing to say? No. Do you see that with me though too? I'm like, I said it for myself. I'm like, I felt I I'm getting smart. <clears throat> like investment wise, again, it was one thing to like watch YouTube videos about investing and to go out and pay life's tuition by doing something wrong and having to overpay for it. It was another thing finally sitting down and studying real estate. And the actual laws. And I'm like, oh, wow. Again, piloting. It is one thing to like look at planes and look at the flying. Oh, it's so dangerous. Why would you ever want to be a pilot? You're going to die. It's another thing to actually sit and listen to hours of the aerodynamics of flight and know that planes want to stay in the air. And so you're then not when everyone's die. like, oh my gosh, don't fly a plane, you're like. Yeah. And I think it really showed its head like when we we're having this abortion uh, podcast a couple weeks ago. By the time they're listening to us a couple weeks ago. And in the past, you wouldn't have spoken because you would have been, you wouldn't have been as informed as you are right now. But you didn't speak last time because you just actually didn't want to talk. You, your voice was gone, all that. I don't want to hurt people. Right. But like, I'm like, that's why it was so like weird to me because oh, I want to hear Kyra talk. I'm like, I hope they don't think that she's not talking because she can't. Or maybe they expect so much more out of you now because they know that you can. And they know that you do have something to say. But that's what made me so proud is like being able to bounce off of you. You know? Because you, you have something to say. Like you have a point of view. That's not just Kaylin's thoughts. Kaylin's been coaching Kyra. Kaylin's been talking to Kyra. Kyra thinks this way because Kaylin reasoned with her and got her to think this way it's like we have this podcast now and i'm talking to someone that i think is going to disagree with what i gotta say and i remember i watched this about this two weeks from this episode that there pretty much the whole podcast you were telling me stop being petty <laughs> calm it down and i'm just like yes it's good for me like that is good for me so yeah what are you <laughs> gonna do with this degree I'm going to keep doing what I'm already doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I, in general, I hope to write more books in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, not like personal memoirs. I would love to write about family drama. I'm not oh. going to title it that. Oh, but I, I would love to like write a very insightful and helpful book on that. Um, and of course, I'm still living it. So Kyra writes the book on family drama. No. <laughs> 
um and yeah just things of that nature yeah you don't got to give away like all your book topics and you know your total career but i did want I'm, I'm glad that you mentioned um being an author because i don't i don't speak like this a lot um so i don't know if it holds much to it but there's almost like an anointing that I see over you. You you laugh because you know it's coming from me. But like, I just feel like you're going to do great things in that space. Like in the book space. Yeah. And I've noticed it for like a long time. And is there like a such thing as like anointing stealing? <laughs> Where it's like, man, I see... The, <clears throat> Because there's like, there's like man potential that you can see in people. But then there's, I think that there's God anointing that some people have where it's like, I see the grace of God on your life and I see the gifts that he's giving you. And I see privately, like outside of all this, I see how you steward it and how you walk with it. Like I see your character and like, I know what God does with people like that. And I know that it doesn't like big doesn't for you doesn't have to be millions big for you is obedience so whether that is you demonstrating your faithfulness through your consistency to your audience that is actually smaller than it was but you're still faithful to it i now know oh god can trust her with way more so in seeing that i'm like wow that's a great person to partner with which is why it's so easy for me to think of what you call good ideas because it's a good idea, in my opinion, because it's associated with you. You know what I mean? Aww. So it's like, man, I would love to write more books with Kyra. Because she got <laughs> she got that anointing. She got that gift. But that's also the main reason why I had to get away. To get out of my way. <laughs> Not to say that we won't work together in the future. But I don't want to be your ceiling. Yes, as your husband, I can be your covering. But I don't want to be your ceiling. I don't want, as your husband, to block the light that you have because of my personality, because it was my idea, because of you needing to be associated with me. Nah, dog. Let me just go ahead and step all the way to the side. I will leave the school. I will leave the channel. We're going to risk it all, which is what... That's what this has come to. And that's, if you didn't know, that's how I rationalized it. Well, I, I think once I realized that we were done vlogging, I literally said, let the channel die. You did. Like, cause I know that my time there, it, it really was initiated by you. And I don't know if subconsciously, like I was waiting for like your leadership in that to be like, not that I knew, oh, we're done. Caitlin just needs to catch up. But like, I will... I'm going to hold on to it for as long as he does. But then once you were like, I'm done, I, it actually like triggered a response to me to be like, actually, I like, think I am too. Like I actually am so over it and it's not fun anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, which is so weird. Cause you just never know when your last day of vlogging is going to be. Well, I just think to that point for me, I would have killed it. I would have killed it before it started because a lot of the pivots that we've done, I've only done because it made sense. Yeah. And unfortunately, 
it put you in a position to where you probably have felt like you needed to be a part of it to help provide for our family. And I know that our world feels a certain type of way about um, the patriarchy and leadership being male and there being, I guess, male leadership within the home. And I don't subscribe to a secular patriarchy, but a Christian biblical patriarchy. Absolutely. What does that mean? That means that Christ is the head of the church. And as men, we lead our families like Christ leads the church. We are equals, but we have different roles. It's a compliment, a complementarian perspective. Um, now we've lived our lives in a very egalitarian way where if there's dishes to be done, I, I have done them. I will do them. If there are kids to be watched, I will watch them. But in order for you to remove the pressure of provision so that you can go towards and start to cultivate the gifts that you have, you're going to have to choose to do something that needs to be free from the thought of making money. So when you say, oh, kill the vlog, I'm like, okay, kill the thing that's providing for us. (laughs) Okay. But if we kill the thing that's providing for us, now we're going to fall from an egalitarian role to a more complementarian role. Mm. What does that mean? That means now instead of us living the influencer family vlog life that we've been living where daddy and mommy all do the same things, it's going to go right. It's going to fall into a more traditional Christian marriage where dad works and mommy is homemaking, and which you already were, which is just easier, but more than uh, just making it so black and white, like, Oh, dad works and mommy's at home with the kids. This is not that this isn't Caitlin um, growing in his economic mobility and leaving Kyra at home. This is actually Kalen figuring out how his family is going to be provided for and taking more of that role as a man, but allowing and encouraging and financing, at least trying to, Kyra as she endeavors to grow in whatever she wants to grow in. Does that make sense? Yeah. So it, it became like a very tricky so how I want it to like, how I want it to feel, like how do we live this out? I want you to be able to go to school and live without worrying about money. I want you to be able to do YouTube obediently to the vision that God has given you without worrying about how we're going to get food on the table. Mm-hmm. Because that's, that's me. I'm a man. That's just how I think. I'm not going to apologize for that Christian patriarchal way. Whether or not Kyra does a brand deal, I don't care about. Whether or not Kyra brings in half a million dollars in brand deals next year, I don't care about because I'm not considering that as money to provide for our family. I'm going to take that burden. I'm going to take that stress and I'm going to figure it out, which is what I've done. So I hope that you feel, it's not a sacrifice, by the way. This is what I want to do. Like, I don't think that men, Christian men, need to be taught how to go and be a breadwinner. 
I, I, you were never going to take the stay at home dad role. But that's what I've been doing. And that's why like, no, I've been doing really. that as a, as a vlogger. I felt but like it's that, not like I've been out like working. Oh, we're all eating on my dime. No, like, no, no. But it's been more egalitarian where it's like, oh yeah, you work, I work. And yeah. there's just no like real roles, but I'm happier as a man working, not doing every single thing for my kids. Like I'm not a homemaker. I'm not a stay at home dad. I was playing like that You're role in that. Honestly. like. <laughs> Cause it's my home. It's my kids. Like I'm not getting, I don't want the pat on the back. You know, I do that because that's, that's the season that we were in, but I'm happier. Like it's crazy. I'm happier as a man working, providing for my family and setting us up and eliminating that stress from you. Just the way it is. And I feel so blessed buy it because when i get home if if i've been gone and actually not when i get home when we go pick up the boys because that's like the thing that we do um and we get to spend time together and there's like dinner it's like it just feels so traditional it feels so nuclear family um i don't know if it's always going to be this because now it's brought up it's different issues as far as us needing to be intentional about Spending time together and all that, but fortunately, also just like typically being like the stay-at-home mom is like a job in and of itself. Plus, like okay, now I've decided to add school, and then like I don't want to forsake my YouTube channel and things like that. So it's just, but that's why so much. we've done things like putting the boys in school. Yeah, so I'm not like um, full time stay at home because i guess to show our cards too it's really important for me and kyra to not put kyra in the position that so like not to say it's not a blessed position but so many christian women have sacrificed their economic mobility their young years their bodies so that their husbands can go out and work and do all the things while they're just at home. And it's a blessing to be with your kids. It's a blessing to raise them. But then those same men that they sacrifice so much for will cheat on them and leave them for women who didn't make that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes it happens after a couple decades, a few decades. And after they get a divorce, the woman has no marketplace skills although she's been working full time for as long as she was raising them kids and holding it down, the marketplace doesn't value skills like homemaking. So for us, it's really important to hedge against human stupidity. Like I never want Kyra to feel like she's trapped with me because I make the money and she's going to stay her tail at home. And that's just how it's going to be. No, what keeps me even more honest is the fact that Kyra could go live by herself if she wanted to. You make your own money. It's our money, but you make money. You generate economic value. And I never want that to stop so that I could just be the one working. So so we, we live by the complementarian roles in a Christian patriarchal way. 
without eliminating and hedging against the real risk of stupidity on either one of our ends. So as long as I'm here, you know, I'm here because I want to be here. Yeah. And I know that for you too. Yeah. It's not because I feel stuck or because if I left, then I would have no money and no income and, oh, I haven't worked in five years since I worked that retail job. Man. You know? I mean, we've just seen it happen way too much. Seen it happen way too much. So why would we? I mean, but then that's the thing, though. It could be, like you were saying, so overwhelming. Balancing school and doing all the stuff that you're doing. Well, I feel like that's just the struggle. Like the, I guess that would be like the fear of the Christian woman is like, okay, even if we do want to go back to school or there are things that we want to do, if our husband is like, well, I want to work, not only want to, but like need to work because how else are bills getting paid? And so then that's where sacrifices start having to be made. And that's how a lot of women find themselves out of the workforce because okay, well, it makes more sense to have the kids at home versus spending money on daycare. And it takes 18 years to raise those kids. And what, then- What do you think about the stay-at-home dad situations? Because fortunately for us, we kind of hacked it because I haven't chosen careers. Like we have the, the luxury of choice at this point. We talked about it probably last episode or maybe it was the beginning of this one. We have the luxury of choice where everything that I'm going to do like I've seen too much. I've experienced too much. I'm not going to go and do the nine to five. I'm not going to go and do the working 12 hours a day. Like I generate a different type of economic value that doesn't require that. I'm not opposed to it. Like I'll do, I would go scrub toilets if I had to provide my family. Like I'm not above nothing, but I also know what my skills are and I know how to be paid for them. So I've chosen career paths that are quite fun and are quite inclusive where I'm going to be trying to convince Kyra to come over here to the, uh, to the, to the marketplace. <laughs> My schedule is jam-packed, okay? Leave the ministry, come to the marketplace. Um, but like the type of things that I do, I can bring my kids along. I could bring Kyra along. But what do you think about the assumption that when it comes to providing that it falls on the man? Or it should fall on the man. Like what about stay-at-home dads and daddy homemakers? Do you think that that is going to get more popular? Or how Um, feminist are you? I, okay. I love, well, I think that I naturally am pretty submissive. Would you agree? Submissive? Like I don't feel like. As far as like your worldview and your beliefs and your belief in a complementarian perspective and believing that I, as a man, should be leading the household. Yes. Yes. If you didn't believe that, you would not submit to me. Because you don't just submit to men. You submit to your own husband. Yeah, right. Um, so I would say that I, I don't know, maybe you're just a good leader. So I feel like comfortable, it, like it feels right. Um, so I love being taken care of, but I mm. think that's only because I trust you so much. You know, you've never steered me wrong you encourage me to like follow what I want to do and go to school and do what I feel is like my next step in life while also like serving my family and not losing sight of what is ultimate, um, in our household. Um, so I just feel like safe. So I am like, okay, I can submit to you and 
it feels right. I love being taken care of. Like I've, I've always said that, like, trust me, I'm not over here, like itching to get out there and be a real estate <laughs> agent and be gone all day. Like I'm not itching to be gone doing the nine to five. I love the comfort of being able to work from home, being able to close my laptop and be with my kids and go pick them up and have the possibility of even saying, you know, what, we're actually going to homeschool. Actually, we're going to pull Kai Kai and he's going to stay home next year. Um, so, there are, there are just things that I enjoy, but I think that's because the home that we have and how I just trust you. So I love being taken care of by you. Um, I can see other people being like, eh, I love my husband. Yes, I trust him, but do I trust him in the long run? I don't know. I even had issues with that as far as like going back to school. A lot of reasons a lot of the reason I didn't go back to school, um, because we did think about going back, back when we lived in California and we were like, we're going to go to the school and figure out how to get back in. And I was going to just as a plan B. And I remember admitting that to Kaylin and being like, I, I feel like I have to say this out loud because I don't know if like, this is so wrong or if this is okay. But I feel like in my mind, I've been so ingrained that men no matter how amazing they will cheat on you they will leave you in the dust without a job without any marketplace skills and before you know it you've been the stay-at-home mom for 20 years and you have it you have no job what like what do you do and then you can't get custody of your child because you don't have a job and you're not making any money and so a lot of a lot of the reason I did want to go to school a few years ago is because I wanted to like protect myself. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, well, is that very trusting? Like, is that how I should think? And I remember Caitlin just being like, it's kind of like a both and like, uh, yes, people are sinful. People do awful things. Spouses cheat all the time. And a lot of times it's from people who are saying our relationship was still great. Like it was still amazing. Like everything was fine and he still decided to cheat or she still decides to cheat. Um, and it like destroyed our family. I never thought it would have been me. We just went on vacation, whatever it is. Um, and so I'm like, well, that like could be me one day, right? Like technically it could be me. Yeah. As much as I don't want to believe that we, we would ever do that to each other, it literally could happen, which is just like so freaky to say, but it's real. And so I'm like, I don't want to go back to school to like protect myself against you. Like, I don't want that to be my mindset. So I had to do some work to be able to readjust that mindset and be like, okay, it's both. And I can submit to Kaylin. I trust him. I know he has my best interest. I can't start treating him as if he's already sinned against me before he even has it. Cause I don't even know if he ever will. Um, but also holding openly in the other hand that it is always a possibility. And, it's not, you know, wrong to go to school or want to pursue, um, and like kind of, I guess, have a plan B, but I still decided not to because I was going to go back for teaching and Miss girl was not about to be in no classroom. So, um, I, I'm all for being taken care of while also taking care of myself, but also, I think how men were created, I just don't really see them really enjoying just lounging around and laying on the couch all day. Well, there has been a boy crisis. Oh, yeah, I guess um, there has been. 
and society, our culture has tried to integrate, bend whatever the gender roles would have been, which is their prerogative. But these things aren't, it's not binary. Like men and women do a lot of the same things. So I I was going to say, I, I did definitely feel um, the lack of trust that would have come from the decision for you to just go back to school for whatever, mm-hmm. especially like why, while we were like making money, the, memo, the amount of money that we were making. And it was like right when um, <coughs> my parents were going through the divorce. Yes, it was the divorce thing. And then add in the admission to watching porn thing. And it was just like a recipe for like distress. Yeah. And there was trust lost on both sides. Right. Literally on both sides. Like from my perspective, I'm like, wow, if this girl thinking like this, I need to get my affairs in order just in case. I do remember saying that actually. And I've never stopped thinking that way. Like, and that's the thing I think that's, that's crazy with us, which is, I feel like we just brutally honest about it. Like either one of us, we ain't perfect. And I'm telling you, like, I'm not settling for no trash relationship where we just getting cheated on, we getting hit on. Like, no, no, I won't have my kids in that environment. Like, I I just won't. So I definitely felt it and I considered it. And I've never stopped considering it for you and me because I think our mobility keeps us both honest. So it's like, it's just a both. It's like actual freedom in a relationship versus like, Oh, I must be the submissive wife. Oh, well my husband has to work so I can't go to school and I just have to be a stay at home mom now. I heard uh Shaq say something that really got me. He said, um, cause he was, he said he was married to his wife bomb. She ain't nothing wrong with her. And she had all of his kids and still bomb all this stuff. Right. And he has this like 64,000 square feet mansion in Destin. And all him, his wife, and all his kids were living there. And then Shaq goes and plays for Miami and then does something stupid. And they end up getting a divorce. And his kids move out and move in with his ex. All of a sudden, he has his big 64,000 square foot home to himself. So he doesn't regret a lot of things in life. But he's like, it really hurts him going home and not hearing anyone there. Just a big Big dude in a big mansion by himself. He had a bomb wife, beautiful kids, and he just was being dumb. And it got me thinking, was he being dumb because he didn't think that he could be left? Like, when you have a prize, after you win, you just keep it on the shelf you collect it and it's just there and a lot of men think of women like that like you were my prize i got you now you're just my birther have my kids and you can't leave me so when they when they're off at work they come home and they expect her to be home because where can she go for me when i come home i'm delighted to see you here because i know you don't have to be here why (laughs) You actually generate income. 
We share bank accounts. If you want it, you could liquidate everything. <coughs> That's why, like, love must be a choice. And the fact that you have the choice to love me and stay incentivizes me to never do anything stupid. So it's like a lot of times people can be like, oh, well, I want to make sure you have mobility because if I ever need to leave, I can. Okay, like that's just, that's like 10% of it. Then 90% of it is I know my love is genuine because my wife actually chooses me every day. Yeah. And vice versa. Like we choose each other every day. And that's awesome. You're not, oh, lockdown. Oh, what would I do? Where would I go? No. Actually, no. That's really how it should be. I feel like patriarchal views of, like, the family get so much hate. But, like, I feel like when it's actually done right, it's it's so comforting. Right. Like, it's actually beautiful. It's life. biblical. And that's how God designed it. And God designed, when God designs things, there's order. Okay, and outside you- of it, it's chaos. What do you think about like, okay, with the rise of the influencer, a lot of influencers are women who started while their husbands were gone there at home. So they become like working, they start being influencers from home, eventually start making so much money that their husbands don't have to work anymore. Do you think that like those husbands should still work or do you think that they should enjoy time with their family now? Like they missed out on a lot of their kids being babies, a lot of their kids being toddlers, children, like they don't get to really experience the park dates and things like that. I just like school, like kids at school will have like, oh, Easter egg hunt at the school. You see a lot of moms there. You don't see very many dads. I just don't think that any man, especially a man who has had a history of working and providing for his family and being the primary provider, I don't see any man just retiring and not working. Yeah. So at, well, normally they say that they help now with social media. At best, they're going to find a way to add value to what has now become the family business that's allowed him to retire from his wage job or whatever job he had. Jobs. Yeah, you switch jobs, but you just provide value. I would be weary of a man as a woman who is just going to <laughs> live off you and eat off you. Because you, if you, especially if you got kids, you don't want another one, a grown one. That's just there, not doing nothing. Um, well, they are. They're like helping with the kids. They're help. They're like. I mean, helping in other ways. Exactly, and that's that's not to like dis disvalue that type of work because it work, works both ways. If I didn't find value in homemaking that women do, then I wouldn't find it in the homemaking that men might do. But I find value in the work, the full time work that women who are stay at home moms do. So naturally, that would also apply to the men. And if that's how people's families work, then that's how they work. But do you feel like a men, man's value has to be like monetary? Um, it, it, it mostly is a lot of the times, not to just overly speak in generalizations, but I think that it's evident that most men gravitate towards making money and working hard, excelling in sports yeah. and doing things like that. But. And that's why I don't think that most men would be very happy long-term being stay-at-home dads. But I understand that there are men who are in uh, same-sex relationships where they're taking on roles that might be traditionally viewed for women. Um, There are hetero relationships where 
the woman is just out there killing it and the man is just going to be at home again it's not my relationship so it's not really i'm not prescribing my christian patriarchal views for people they work for us and based off of our convictions that's what we follow but there's just so many different ways that people um will do whatever they're going to do that works for them Interesting. I mean, with the rise of influence, like I've literally seen so many women basically say that they've like retired their husbands, um, which I've always been like so happy for them because Mm -hmm. we've worked together from home and I love it. Like I literally would not want it any other way. Like I would be so sad if you like were working 40 hour plus weeks and you were gone seven in the morning until you know, however late, like the sun's down by the time you get home. Ours is weird because ours is the reverse. That actually may be in my future. Yeah. I'm not going to work harder than I need to, but I'm going to work hard. So it's like the reverse where it's like you had a basically retired husband off based off of work that we did for a few years when we were teenagers in young 20s. And now your basically retired husband is putting himself in a position where he's choosing to go work hard because that's, I think, just what men do. I think what's interesting, though, is what goes in tandem with a woman who's able to retire her husband, a woman who's mobile. So I think it's very curious that we see so many public breakups in the mobility that women have within these relationships. They don't have to settle anymore. So there are women who are on second and third marriages who are either who are now divorced and are on second and third boyfriends. And it's like totally normal now. And I think it's got a lot of guys on alert because, yeah, you just bagged a model or you just bagged an influencer or IG model girl, but she's probably making more than you on OnlyFans. So she really don't got to put up with yeah. you. Or you were with, I mean, even like just people that aren't famous, like you were with your wife was a stay at home mom. You're not really paying her any attention at all. Mm-hmm. She gets a following. Oh, a few brand deals. And it's like, bye. And the ego really comes out too. Cause it's like how many men can stay with women that make more than them? How Apparently many, not many, how many men can stay with women that may not even make as much as they do, but they make a good amount of money relative to whoever they're with doing way less. And even the fame, or what's perceived as with. way less. Like let's say I'm a man who makes a hundred grand and you're a woman who is making 50 grand from two brand deals that you might do a year. And it's like, hold up. Can I be with that person? Not 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 saying for me, but like ego. How many egos are being uh, hurt because women have decided to excel in the workplace and not be the homemaker that they may be expected to be by certain men. Now you get Uber Eats. <laughs> I got both. I got a girl who make money and who know how to hold down the house. And I, I, I couldn't be happier because I wouldn't want anything else. You so, wouldn't want me to be full-time stay-at-home mom? So many people like think that of me because they, um, they try and demonize like certain Christian men to just be so patriarchal, misogynistic. And it's like, no, nah, I, I didn't marry a maid. You know, you actually are very clean yourself, though. Like you, I don't really ever. I I actually never clean up after you. It's like, you never. know, adults are expected to take care of their self. Yeah. Like 
it's it's you know but there are just some men who expect to be served remember i was so offended when you were like i'll do my laundry myself yeah i was like what but i actually i love not doing it (laughs) it was a good idea it's more efficient it's more efficient it's like i don't know everybody's relationships are different but some people got toxic relationships so those ones i'll talk about but if, if whatever's working for you is working for you, it's working for you. I ain't got nothing to say about it. But if you're not talking about those men better be working. <laughs> no, nah, uh, I don't know. I just think people who are inclined to work. I think, don't work. you think men and women need to work though? Like, it's all work. Life is work. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, I, yeah, I don't. You think said the scoreboard for men is like most likely and usually money, which it is. But um, again, housework is work. Yeah, it is. Work. I be sweating. Work is work. No matter if you're getting paid for it or not. I just want to be getting paid. I, need I think paid. that you just need to be making money. Huh? I think you just need to be making money. Uh, no. No, it's not even about the money anymore. It's about I need to be doing work that I think is important and that I actually like doing. Um, if I wanted to play money games, I would be out here scamming. You know how many people was getting PPP money? Um, I, I'm getting, I'm digressing. I'm like, some people got, they, some people got more money in PPP money, finessing and scamming than we've made in our whole career. And I'm like, really? If I was money hungry, I would have just did that. Risk going to jail. No. <laughs> anyway, y'all, uh, I, I like this conversation. This was interesting to me. Yeah, it's. Oh man, I guess we just love the touchy subjects because I feel like this is might be a touchy one. This one, yeah. This is just more on gender roles. We already had a gender roles conversation. Yeah, but we just never talked about in depth what we do and why we do it and the truth about uh, if there are any Christian women out there that are thinking this way, like, oh man, I don't have any options. Maybe that is a conversation that you might want to have with your husband about. Hey, it's not that I don't trust you. It's just that like. I know way too many women who've gotten screwed and their husband has tried to, their husband was reassuring them that, Oh God, got us. And da, da, da. when really he had intentions on cheating on your tail and his best plan for not destroying his family was eliminating any options that you had of leaving. But then I feel like that's where the argument of, okay, but the man is the leader of the household. And so at the end of the day, if there's a decision that has to be made, He's the one that makes it, whether you agree with him or not. Um, And you have to like submit to that decision. So if you're like, oh, I want to go back to school or whatever. If what the man wants takes precedent, like how do you fight for that? Don't marry a man who can't compromise. Why would you want to marry a man who's so domineering that he wouldn't allow you to do something that you'd want to do? that doesn't affect anything else like well it, it is if you like if a woman's going back to school or going back to work like that does affect literally everything how it affects the housework it affects how well, if, okay. exhausted you are well can we put the pressure on him and say hey i want to do these things can you finance and contract out some of this work that I was doing to buy me the time to be able to do it and make sure that it still gets done. Because you don't get, in my opinion, how it would work with us is I don't think that 
I would just get to tell you no without, like personally, I would not lead my family and lead my wife and deny her something that she really wanted to do that is not evil or immoral just because I didn't want her to do it because I want to control her. I would say, hmm, how can we compromise? How can we get the work done, but also you get what you want? And that's when you start contracting so you could buy out time. So, okay, if you want to go back to school, if you want to go back to work, but you've been homeschooling and cleaning the whole house every day because it does need to get cleaned every day if there's kids at home, period, then now our kids are going to private school and we're going to be hiring housekeepers. And it's now on me and my responsibility to make sure that we can afford that. Otherwise, it's getting a little unfair. You need to work more efficiently. (laughs) You know, it's it's getting a little unfair. Like, why should I be able to do what I'm going to do and be gone and, and have you at home now miserable because you're not actually doing what you want to do? Because you... I'm trying to hold you to an agreement that we had at a time that is now obviously reaches expiration. Like you want to go back to school, you want to work. I can't take the, you know, the high ground and be like, but no, nah, my kids ain't going to nobody's school. They going to be homeschooled and you going to do it. You're like, whoa, partner, you're not the man. You're not sounding like the man that I married. Yeah. Man that married sounded rational. Now you trying to. That, when you started talking about homeschool a few episodes back, I was like. I'm still done a homeschool. Mm-hmm. But okay, if we wanted to, okay, that's a good one, right? You're still eh, about homeschooling. Well, I was. But you said you were eh, about homeschooling because you're, I remember you asking, kind of matter of factly of, you said, well, who will really be doing the homeschooling? And I'm just like, us? You're like, but, but like, what, but, but, but who would really, who would that really fall on? I'm like, if I really felt strongly about it, it's really going to fall on me. Because if you don't feel strongly about it, but I'm not willing to compromise by sending my kids to public school and I don't want to pay for private school, then I will homeschool my kids, period. I don't, it, us is different. I don't actually have to work. So I'm not going to bully you or emotionally manipulate you or, situa- or situationally manipulate you into doing the thing that I really want done at this point. Mm-hmm. Now, it would be a major red flag if I felt so strongly about homeschooling and you were hell bent on not doing it yeah. or participating in it. Cause I'm like, fam, we are living in the same household. We Which, are having these same conversations. If I felt that strongly about homeschooling, it's probably zombies outside. Yeah. Which you raise a good point of saying like, I'm not going to force you to like want to do what I want to do, which that, I mean, that's so key because I actually told you like what, three days ago I was like, Okay, remember when I was freaking out about the like possibility of homeschooling? And like I was like, oh, I actually have like warmed up to the idea. Not that I necessarily want to do it, but that if like my heart has been softened to the idea of it. And it was just through my own thinking through of it, thinking through my own fears. Um, I've heard a lot of women say how hard it is to homeschool. Like it's actually quite time consuming and quite difficult, especially in the beginning to like get your kids into it and all that stuff. Um, and I was afraid that the responsibility was going to fall on me knowing that I'm trying to get this degree and I want to be successful in our other business ventures. 
and we have no family out here. So it's literally just us all the time. So to be partnering with like daycares and schools is so nice. Um, anyway, my point is that I'm so glad you're not the type to be like, well, I can't believe you don't want to homeschool your kids. Do you not love your kids as much as I do? Like there's so many ways you could have manipulated me into just being like, okay, I'll submit and I'll just do the homeschooling because that's what you want me to do versus like just letting, giving me time to think through it and like calmly come to like, okay, although it's not something I necessarily am like itching to get to do, it actually would be like a huge blessing and like honor to be able to do that if that's the route we wanted to. For me, it was... I'm a, again, I'm a realist in some of this stuff. I I'm not trying to prescribe y'all my theology or doctrine or the way that I reason things. So some of this stuff may not be as dogmatically patriarchal as like some might want to be, but this is what works for us. This is all we're going to do. I'm just going to be considerate of my wife, period. That's 90% of it that went into like the homeschool thing. The, ten, the, the other 10% though had me concerned because I'm just like, is Kyra so focused on herself that she wouldn't be willing to make certain sacrifices for her family? Yeah. Okay. But then I also apply that to me where it's just like, am I so focused on what I want to do that I wouldn't want to make certain sacrifices for my family? Because what if homeschooling for us looked like instead of Caitlin working 40 hours a week, which he could be selfish and want to do, he worked 30 and he did 10. And now Kyra, instead of going to school full time, now does part time. And then she did the other 10. Now that's a compromise. Mm-hmm. On but like both ends. But I think what some guys can do is they won't compromise on their end because they'll make it seem like well, they got to be working extra hard. And just like, wait, are you willing to take an income hit? Like, are you willing to maybe take a different job? Well, you'll make less, but be around more. Mm -hmm. Or are you idolizing the money or are you chasing the money or is it, or is your ego tied to the money? That's the other thing. Because the men that love to work really love to work. I think I really respect the type of men who are making however much they're making and they take a career hit by stepping down and doing less so they can be around their family way more than the men who will grind so hard and ruin their relationship and never have a, uh, they'll ruin their uh, romantic relationship with their wife and never have a relationship with their kids all for the sake of work and providing and giving their kids things that they never had. Them kids don't care nothing about what you're trying to give them. They need you. Yeah. So for me, that's again, practicing what I preach, leading by example. I didn't go and just choose a job where I'm just going to be gone all the time. I've now chosen career paths and I've built skills where, yeah, I'm going to make my money, but I'm never going to sacrifice my relationship and my family. I just won't do it. You're a dad, dad. Like you're like very present. Yeah. And it doesn't, it's not even, you know, choosing careers that just have high income potential. It's like, fam, I would rather go be a teller again and just be gone from eight to three for the rest of my life. If it means I get to be around you and my kids. We're not all entitled to just living retired lifestyles at 24, 25, or we're just traveling the world with our kids. Like that ain't even realistic for us. 
my tail gotta go to work. What? My tail in school, so. <laughs> anyway, guys, hope y'all enjoyed this episode. Again, I forgot this was a back to back. We've been sitting down for three hours. Literally, I fly like Rogan. Sheesh. Good marriage for life. I was gonna say that. Hey. Did you see my comment on my YouTube video? No. Oh, no, it's actually TikTok. Somebody's like, are you still with that one guy? And I was like, yeah, dude, five years. Good marriage for life. Hey, yo. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, y'all, thanks for hanging out with this once again. And as we always say, let's, let's keep, keep growing, growing together. together.